guys, and welcome back to the Made to Be Messy podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Kelly, and I am recording this from my bedroom, which is now my office. I don't think I talked about this last week, but essentially, I live in this really old character home right outside of downtown Calgary. I My house is like kind of small, I guess. It's one bedroom, and I've been recording all my yoga classes kind of in the living room, and I was like, I hate having to set up a down and then it occurred to me that I'm a grown-ass adult and I can do whatever I want so I moved my bed into my living room it kind of has like a loft vibe to it I love it the dog loves it so much because he's like like he's like what like the bed's in the living room like he's just like in the bed all the time so I moved my bed into my living room and then I moved my peloton and my like teaching space my yoga mat which is great for when I want to work out from home but you know should I ever want to work out from home I have like a little area and my desk is in here facing like outside so like I'm literally looking out into my backyard right now which is so nice for when the dog is gonna play outside soon to be two dogs and I love it I've actually slept so well the last week in my new bed like the feng shui is just like on and I I'm really excited because the thing I want to bring up and tell you guys next is totally going to tie into what we're going to talk about for today's podcast. But recently I've been really kind of wavering back and forth between where am I going to live? For a while I was looking at moving outside of Calgary and I was looking at potentially moving to Victoria. I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. I was li- I was actively looking for a place to live. And then I really started to see my my classes grow which is which is ironic because remember I got if you listen to a couple episodes ago I got all those hate comments I heard those those reviews but I felt like I was really just starting to blossom again in the yoga community in terms of I was I had really because I I've moved around from from different studios but I felt like I was really building a community and I was making a lot of new friends And part of me was like, okay, you know, just because you go through this breakup and, you know, whether it be a friendship breakup that I had with my friend or the breakup I had with my partner, I was like, I don't have to leave. Like I can stay here and and still build a new life. So I really started to play around with the idea of staying. And it was when I officially decided to stay that I decided to get the dog. And so the last couple weeks, the decision has been because my lease is up uh, in like a month in May, um, the decision has been, do I stay where I'm living now or do I get a new place? So I've kind of been poking around the internet, trying to find another place to live. And the truth of the matter is there's just nothing that checks off enough of my boxes. The only, the biggest downfall of my current place is that I wish it was a little bit bigger, but honestly, it's just me here. I have a nice, huge yard. I have a huge deck. It's so gorgeous in the summertime. I, I really, I love my house. Like I love it so much. And I have had been putting off making a decision about where to live for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And I realized that it was really ultimately draining me. And that's what we're going to talk about today is about energy and about energy management and why you don't have any energy. I'm going to take you through some reasons why you ain't got no energy And it's probably not going to be what you think. But one of the things on that list ties to decision making. And I just had let this thing float over my head for a long time being like, where should I live? Should I live? Should I move somewhere? Like, what should I do? 
And finally, I decided, okay, you know what? I just need to make a decision because then the path will be made clear. I can start to just you know, move forward. But right now I'm kind of in this stagnant place. Decision to stay. I texted my landlord and I was like, I would really love to renew my lease. And he said, yes. And I feel like a weight has been lifted. Like I feel like, okay, I've made this decision. I can finally move forward (laughs) with my life. And now I feel like I'm like excited about things again. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I really wanted, needed to buy a new couch or I've needed to like change some things around in the house that I just haven't been doing because my thought process has been like, well, I don't even know if I'm really going to stay here, which isn't really a good, good way to live, right? Like you're, then you're just kind of living in this wavering in between space. So now I've made a decision and I'm really excited to clean up my backyard. I've been thinking like maybe I'll do a bit of a garden. There's like an area where you could totally do that. I don't know. I'm really like... I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really excited and it feels like a big weight has been lifted. And for me, this is like a new adventure. If you know me, you know, I love to travel and that's still for sure in the cards for me, but at least now I have like a really solid home base and this place just really feels like my home. And I think with bringing in the other dog, like it's going to be, it's just going to feel so much better. So I'm, I'm so excited. And you guys are literally, this is literally the first time tell, I haven't even talked to my parents yet. I mean, I'm sure by the time this podcast is out, people will know, but I haven't, I'm just telling you here first, I haven't told anyone. So that's what I want to talk about today is this idea of energy management and what's draining you. And sometimes it's not the thing that we think is draining us. This came up in a teacher training that I taught last night. We did our 200 hour yoga teacher training. Um, that's what I do for a living, if you don't know. And the 200-hour yoga teacher training, what people don't realize about it is that it's a lot about, there's a lot of self-development work involved. Um, and it's not just yoga, like in terms of the physical. We dig into a lot of history and philosophy, which takes us into all of this self-inquiry work. And so last night we were talking about brahmacharya, which is non-excess, which is also energy management. And it's a part of the yamas and the niyamas, which is um, a part of the greater eight limbs of yoga. It's a whole thing. It's really fascinating. I always encourage anyone who can learn more about it to learn more about it because what we, what a lot of us know as yoga is just such a tiny, tiny piece of the puzzle. So last night I got on the call and I just started to riff about brahmacharya I I don't know if it makes sense because when I riff, you guys know from the podcast, when I riff, I'm kind of all over the place. So I'm going to play you that clip from the teacher training. And I'm also going to take you through five things that could be draining your energy. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip first for you. I hope you guys enjoy it. I think it cuts off right at the end. But as soon as it's over, we're going to get into the five things that are probably draining your energy. And it's going to be nice because you're going to have a little like, you know, a little behind the scenes information. You get to hear me riff during my teacher training. I think it's going to be great. So have a listen to this clip and then I'll see you in a second. Okay. Okay. You guys, we can't, I can't talk about this without talking about the 75 hard. (laughs) I guess I'm doing the 75 hard. Some of you guys might know what that is. Um, Just because I heard a couple of you guys talking about the mind, the mindset in terms of the all or nothing mindset. Does it, who knows what it, the 75 part is? Did I tell you guys about it? Okay. So when I started, I've, I'm five days left, four days view, no, five days left. And 
my mentality was like, this is it all or nothing. Like I'm going to be like, I, I just, it was over the top. And then I started it and I was like, okay, this is really hard actually. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Who's heard of the saying that says one thing, one action, one decision can change your entire life. Who's heard of that? Okay. I used to love that. Now I think it's bullshit. One thing will change your entire life. One decision. Okay. But you know what else does? Deciding and deciding and deciding and deciding and deciding and deciding and deciding. Right? If one decision was going to change your entire life, a lot of us would be super fucked because on the days when you quit, then it's like, that's it. You're doomed to quit. This is your life. Right. And so it's, and that's the biggest thing I've learned over these. And this is a unique example. I've never given this example during a training because I've never done this before until now. But for me, I had such an all or nothing mentality and I realized, okay, that's not going to push me forward. Right. And I don't have to do two hit workouts a day. I don't have to do two, like some days it's two walks. And I mean, a slow walk, because for me, it's that action of showing up. I was taking a couple notes when you guys were talking. Um, it's the action of just like showing up continuously. And I heard something the other day and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I kind of like sat with it and, um, it was in some workout thing I was doing. And the girl was like, you know, don't hold back because you're trying to save your energy. She's like, because when you use your energy wisely and you use your energy intentionally, you create more energy. And I was like, I think it was the Peloton. I was like, and it's so funny. You're on the Peloton, you're by yourself, right? I'm like, I'm giving it hundred percent. I'm just like sitting there. And some days that is my hundred percent. Right. But I thought about it and I was like, okay, when you intentionally use your energy, you create more energy because here's the thing. I've been doing this thing for 70 days and I'm not more tired. I'm actually more energized. I have more patience. I've had people tell me, which is like a weird backhanded compliment that I seem so much nicer. Like people at work, like, Oh, you're just, you're so much nicer. I was like, it's kind of rude, but, um, and it's, it's true. It's, and it's not about, I got to push myself to the extreme or I need to count calories or if we're talking diet or I need to like, I mean, there's so many examples that you can take this, right. But it's like when you use your energy intentionally, because a lot of people think they're resting and they're not resting, right. Sitting on your phone and scrolling through whatever social media and looking at other people living their lives and things that make you feel like shit about yourself that's not resting. That's depleting your energy, right? And it's, you, you learn to catch yourself. I literally have to learn to catch myself. I'll be in like a thought spiral and I'll be like, okay, I have to shift my energy for a second because this is like, I'm going down a spot. This is going to drain my battery, right? This conversation is going to drain my battery. And I noticed that even in my relationships with people, I would try to drain my battery in the relationship. Like someone would tell me about a problem and I don't have, you don't have to take on anyone else's anything. You can support people. 
And Nikki talks about this too. You can support people without being like, yeah, let me lay on the ground with you and also be totally beat up with what you're going through. And I learned how to support people without getting myself so involved in it because then I can't really support anybody and I can't support myself either. So energy management really is like your energy is everything, everything. Like I was just journaling about this today and I was like, how many of us, and me, this is like, I'm really talking to myself here. This is like my MO. I spend so much time planning and planning and being like, okay, I'm going to do this. I like to collect data and I like to, you know, like organize ideas. And it's like, how much time do we spend in the energy of like fabricating instead of actually like living? Because a lot of us think that the state that a lot of us assume that action is going to drain us, right? I just don't have the energy to do that. And it's like the thing that's draining the energy is thinking about it. The thing that's draining your energy is the plotting and the planning and the thinking about it. That's what drains our energy. I did not want to do anything today. (laughs) And I was literally, literally sitting there being like, okay, well, so usually after these calls, I have more calls and I don't tonight. I was like, okay, well, like after the call, I could just like do my, I could walk the dog. I could do my second workout then. And I was, I probably spent 20 minutes negotiating with myself. Who's been there? Negotiating, planning, plotting. You're like, okay, here we go. I'm just gonna. And then I was like, what the fuck am I going to get up? And I, I got up and I went outside and like, I could turn around. Yeah. But I just kept walking. And in yoga, I noticed this too with myself and with people that like my students, how many of you guys don't lie? <laughs> Cause I do this too. You go to yoga and the teacher says like, okay, come into bridge. And you're like, like on your back. And you're like, let me just get all my fingers on the ground. And then you, you're up for a second and then everyone it's over. And you, you were like, ah, right. Who's, who's been there before in yoga? And you're like, yeah. Okay. And it's like thinking about it takes more energy than just doing the thing. <clears throat> you guys have heard Nikki always says this to me. Have you heard of the term swallow the frog? It, oh, it's Nikki. I don't know. How'd you explain it? Like do the shittiest part of your, I'm really on the swear tangent today. What would you say it is? It's a business term. I think it's literally from business books is where I got it. But yeah, it's do the worst thing first. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, do that thing you don't want to do and then it's done. And it doesn't have to like pull on you all day long. Literally pull. It's like, it's like a cute little cat just like pulling at a little string on your sweater all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. And then you got no sweater anymore. You know, it just drains you, right? How many of you guys think about sending that email? You just think about it. You just think about it. You think, then you're like, I like fake write it out. I'm like, let me just write it out what it's going to look like, right? That's draining your energy, right? It's draining your energy. So it's like, can I just get that thing done? Uh, This has been something, it must be from business because this has been something that I have made like a diligent part of my routine is I do the thing I don't want to do first before 11, 
I'm like, get the crappy thing done, call the CRA, whatever, 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 and check in. Like sometimes you don't even know where the energy leak is coming from. Like you're just, do you know what I mean? You're going on with your life and you're like, why am I kind of irritated about something? What's stressing me out? I don't know. I don't know. And then you do some inventory, which this work teaches us to do. And you realize like, oh yeah, I have to have that uncomfortable, com- something Nikki said really bothered me. And I, re- I should really talk to her about it because it's like weighing down on me. And that's all I can think about in the back of my head. That's not a real story. Courage. Yeah, it takes courage to just like do the thing, right? And it is, a lot of this, of course, is easier said than done. But um, I, I just, I, I just love that idea that action can create, some, and action creates momentum, Right. And a lot of times we think, look, if I do that thing, and it's not like, and remember, it's not like you do it one time and it's like, woo, like, yeah, it counts, celebrate it, but it's like the things you do continuously over time. I don't know, a lot of us already know that, right? But it's so true. The book, what's the book about the habits, Atomic Habits? And he says about the airplane, he said, if you took a nose of an airplane and you turned it one degree, and you, one degree, it could end up in a different country, right? Uh, I love that book so much. If you haven't read Atomic Habits, I remember hearing that and thinking like, whoa, it's so true. Like sometimes we think this tiny thing that I'm doing isn't making any impact, but like it is making an impact because you're doing it continuously. I have, I don't know if I talked about, I, I'm going to do a full podcast next week, all about the 75 hard, but um, I, I've actually lost more weight than I thought I lost. And it's crazy. So today at the gym, I decided to, I was going to lift, I was going to squat 40 pounds because I've lost just almost 40 pounds and I could barely pick it up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so weak. I can't believe that I used to be carrying this around. And it wasn't even about the weight. I was like, wow, like I just, it just made me realize all of the other things I was carrying around, whether it was like hurt or blame or projections or just like things that had happened to me, like excuses. And I just realized how much lighter I am now as a person. And it's, it's often crazy to me that this has happened in what seems like such a short amount of time, like only 71 days, because a a lot of what I have done day to day doesn't feel drastic. Like, Like, yes, you can look at what I'm doing and think like, wow, that's so intense. But I mean, I'm doing it to the point where I'm making it so that I can keep doing it every single day. So that that means that, you know, I'm not getting out to the gym and doing a HIIT workout every single day, but I'm maybe going for a walk and then doing a yoga class or riding my Peloton. And I absolutely push myself when the moment calls for it. But, you know, it's like, what's going to allow me to keep showing up every day, every day, every day, every day, instead of just do it. Like it's not the workout you do one time, right? It's not the big jug of water that you drink the one day that makes a difference. It's the little things that you do consistently every single day. And the crazy thing is, is I know that a lot of us know this, right? But it's so true. So let's talk about the five things that are probably draining your energy that you don't even realize are draining your energy, or maybe you do, but this is my take on it. The first one is the thing that you're avoiding. So this goes hand in hand with me not texting my landlord, right? The thing that you're avoiding, right? The thing that you don't want to do, that phone call you don't want to make, that conversation that you don't want to have, that is 100% draining your energy. 
And the irony is that we think that having the conversation or doing the thing that we're avoiding, we think that doing the thing is going to deplete us when in reality, it doesn't deplete us. It actually gives us more energy. So that's the first thing, right? And I'm going to encourage you to take these five things and ask yourself, where is this present in my life? Like I ask myself on a consistent basis, what am I avoiding? What am I avoiding right now? What is it that I don't want to look at? Do you know what I mean? And then I will address that thing because it helps me to better kind of, you know, reassess, maybe get back on track so that I'm able to move forward with more momentum and not feel like I'm freaking exhausted. The next thing is pretty obvious, (laughs) maybe, maybe not. And this is people, right? So there could be people that are draining your energy and maybe conversations that you're having, maybe people that are enabling you. The biggest thing I realized through the last 71 days was that I was having a lot of conversations that were centered around drama and negativity. And this had become an expectation because we train people how to treat us. And so this is not to say this was my friend's fault. It's like, this is what they expected of me. This was like the way our conversations went. And so I realized, wow, this type of conversation is really draining me, right? Like always talking about drama, always talking about, you know, whether it's gossip or negativity, this is absolutely draining me. And I'm not saying that, and I don't want you to think that I'm promoting toxic positivity because I don't believe in that bullshit whatsoever. And I, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain that because if anyone can embrace a hard time, it's really me. But there's a difference between, you know, a friend who's going through a hard time and you supporting them and you guys just constantly coming together to create this like negative, gross, heavy energy, right? And it just kind of keeps you in this negativity loop where it's just like the same BS all the time. And then the thing about enabling you, that's a really big thing too, is, you know, what are your friends, what are their expectations of you? Do they enable you to show up a certain way or do they hold you to a higher standard to be the best version of yourself? I was enabling myself and therefore I was enabling a lot of my friends. And if your friends are enabling you, they're probably enabling themselves. So what I mean by that is let's say that you, you know, your ex calls you and he's a really toxic, terrible person And you really want to see him and you call your friend and your friend's like, oh my God, yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, get it. Like you totally should. Yeah. You know, you call someone and you're like, this is, oh my God, like he called me and I think I want to see him. And your friend's like, oh my God, yeah, totally. You totally should. They're enabling you, right? Yes, your friends can be supportive of you without enabling you. I think there's a big difference. So your friend could say to you like, well, what do you think about that? Like, does this seem like the right decision for you? They're not telling you what to do, but they're asking you questions because they're empowering you to really make the best decision. And it just, it dawned on me, you know, over this process, like, wow, I really enable a lot of people. Even in my teacher training, I was enabling people. People would would come to me with all kinds of excuses, you know, like, oh, I, I can't come to the call because of this, or, oh, I couldn't do this on the call. You know, I can't share because of this. And I was like, oh yeah, like, no problem, whatever, like, follow your heart, listen to your body. And it was like, no, I was enabling them. I wasn't saying like, I wasn't holding them to the, their highest standard. And you can still hold people to their highest standard and their highest level of being while still honoring their needs and while still empowering them 
to choose what's right for them. I'm not saying that, you know, you need to give people advice. You guys, if you know me, you know I don't believe in advice. I think it's bullshit. There's Advice is not a real thing. So that's number two. The next one is uh, non-action. So stagnation is draining your energy. And we'll talk about rest next because that's the next thing on my list is this bullshit rest that we all think we're doing. But not taking action, that's draining you, right? Being in this place of like in between, of indecision, of like, oh, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. That's draining you. I said it in that audio clip you just heard. I was riding my Peloton and the girl was like, listen, don't don't hold back because you're trying to save your energy. She's like, give it 100% and then you'll create more energy, and it made me realize like it's so true. I don't magically just get a hit in my brain and think like, OK, I really want to get up and start working. And I mean, I'm self-employed, so uh, I, I really have to parent myself and, you know, manage myself. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting around being like, OK, I'm just going to wait till all of a sudden I feel energized enough to go for a walk. It's like I get up, I put my jacket on, I put my shoes on, I go outside and then that's where the energy comes from through movement. Right. You have to move to move. It's as simple as that. You got to move to move. Action creates action. So that's number three. Number four is unproductive rest. Okay. We suck at resting. And uh, this is one that, and I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm, this is, I can call myself out in this area big time. But unproductive rest. So I'm a big advocate for people listening to their bodies and honoring their bodies. But I think that people are saying that they're honoring their bodies and they're not. Honoring your body and resting doesn't mean you sit there and you scroll through social media for three hours, making yourself feel like a big bag of poop. That's not rest, right? Like binging hours and hours and hours of Netflix is that rest? Uh, I'm going to say no. That's not productive rest. And so what happens is we're feeling really, really drained. And then we think, I need to rest. And then we put ourselves in these, quote, resting scenarios where essentially we're just draining our energy even more. We're depleting our energy even more. Like really ask yourself after your, quote, rest time, Ask yourself, do I feel more rested? Like, how do you honestly feel mentally, emotionally, and physically? Okay, because sometimes we're only dialed into one of those things, but we want to look at our whole being, right? So mentally, physically, emotionally, check in with yourself. When you spent three hours on TikTok in the bath, was that really restful or not restful, right? Because we're just constantly inundated with information, and I think we forget that in order for a lot of us to really rest, we need to unplug from all of that. So that's number four. And then number five, which is the absolute, I think, biggest one that all of us struggle with is planning and thinking and ruminating. Planning, thinking, ruminating, living in the what ifs. I should do this. I should do that. This is my number one thing. I spend so much time in this like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and let me make a plan about this. I love whiteboards. I love sticky notes. I will plan all the freaking live long day, but that is draining, right? And planning, I mean, only creed, I mean, planning is, it. yes, is planning action. Yeah, but like 
there becomes a point when we just there becomes a point when we get too obsessed and addicted to planning and we're not actually taking action so if you are spending so much time thinking about your problem and ruminating on your problem but you're not taking any action that is going to drain the crap out of you so you have to ask yourself what action can I take so I can set this thing in motion otherwise you're just going to be going in circles forever and ever and ever and it's going to be freaking exhausting And it's crazy because people will always say like, oh, I couldn't do that thing because I'm so burnt out. I couldn't do this because I'm so tired. And sometimes I want to be like, but what if you actually did that thing? It might untired you. It might unburn you out, right? You never know. Try something different. Like if you are continuously feeling like, oh God, I'm just so tired and overwhelmed and then maybe you try something different. And I'm aware that I, you know, I, I'm super privileged to I live alone. I don't have any children. I work for myself. I mean, absolutely, there are things that stress me out day to day. Like if I don't show up and do my work, the bills don't get paid, right? But I, I'm not, this can be a tiny thing. I'm just inviting you to look at the ways in which maybe you're spending a lot of time in thinking mode and not enough time in doing mode and realize like how that can absolutely be draining your energy and once you just start moving a little bit and then you look behind you and you think like oh my god like look how far I've come it's just going to be motivation to keep going even more and then maybe the actions get even bigger and bigger but the important thing is is that you move and you do something so those are my five things I hope that this was helpful I hope it didn't feel like I was like giving you like a lecture or anything I love you guys so much this is all stuff that I am continuously working on my work seriously never ends ever right now I am experiencing and this is like pretty private but I whatever we're all buddies here right now I find myself experiencing a lot of anxiety about the 75 hard being over because I'm I I think I talked about how I was really doing this because I wanted to build more self-trust with myself and part of me thinks like okay you know I've built all these amazing habits am I going to keep up with these habits once it's over Uh, And then I was like, or should I do the 75 hard again? Like, and I mean, I would totally do it again. But then part of me is like, maybe that's the next challenge is, you know, not having these quote rules and still being able to show up for myself if there's not a box to check off on an app at the end of the night, right? So that's where I'm at right now. But um, I'm just like really grateful for you for listening and being here with me and I love you so much. I hope that actually let me give you a homework piece because at the end of that clip that I shared with you, I did give everyone else a homework piece. I want you to ask, sit down and ask yourself, what would be my one swallow the frog thing that I need to do this week? So what's that one thing that you're avoiding, that thing that you keep thinking about, that thing that you keep putting off, you know, and it doesn't have to be something like huge. It might be something small, but what's that one thing? And I don't need to tell you, you just heard me say this and you were like, oh, and you know what it was. So my invitation for you is go do that one thing. And if you need any support, um, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's by Amanda Kelly and we can chat there. That's all. I love you. Have the best day. Talk to you guys next week.